Welcome, everybody, to episode number 67 of Biting the Bullet. I'm joined with my co-host, Hypo. hey It's me, your boy, Luke, and we are joined with a very special guest, a returning special guest on our podcast, Matt Freeman of the Status Quo Podcast. What's up, buddy? What the fuck is up, my dude? <laughs> dude, it's been, I was just telling you before this, but it's been a while, and we really missed you, so we wanted to have you on again. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Um, we got some fun things to talk about. It's going to be more of a fun show, but, uh, I wanted to say that I loved your Irish, uh, history podcast. That's pretty, oh, thanks, man. yeah, that was pretty sweet. I, I love tuning into that. And I think typo was, uh, listening to your, uh, the atomic bomb part one and part two today. Yeah. And, I was listening to that. The first, I got through the first one and halfway to the second one and then Luke got home and ruined it for me, but uh, <laughs> it's really good, dude. It's really, really good. Oh, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it, man. Um, yeah, you know what's funny is that I, I, I pour like hours and hours and hours into this fucking show, and then the next week, it's like nothing ever happened, and you got to put something else out, too. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, uh, yeah, I understand that. I wish I could say I poured hours and hours and hours into our show like you do, because you do way more research than we do on subjects. My entire research is basically Twitter, so... Um, then that's constantly every day. So that's, uh, that's my research. And then I just get to shit on people after that. Well, that's a talent in and of itself though, too. Because, <laughs> you know, like I have to read books and shit and like get other people's ideas, like for stuff to talk about, but you just pull some stuff off Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's actually people asking like, uh, how do you find so much time to fucking read? Cause they, they, they feel like you read so much. Dude, that's the biggest question we get asked when we said that you were coming back on. Um, actually, you know, a lot of it, dude, is that I, I find a lot of stuff on audio and video, like YouTube, uh, audio books, podcasts. So, cause I work pretty much by myself, um, in a shop. So I'll just put my headphone in and it's like, I'm reading for eight hours during the day while I'm wrenching on cars. And if I didn't, if there wasn't, if I didn't have that, like, there's no way I'd be able to actually read all these books. <laughs> so as far as the actual reading goes, that's like maybe 20%. Yeah, I was going to say, like, did, where'd you learn how to read, man? Like, I didn't. <laughs> Fuck, <Basic> dude. training. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Dude, I, if they could teach us how to read, they would, but it would only be, like, you know, grunting alphabets. I swear to God, like, that's, like, the majority of the sounds that you hear in the military. You would only hear, yeah. like, national words. Like words that only paint America in the best way possible. Like, America is one of the words that you learn in in boot camp, <laughs> <laughs> along with red, white, and blue, and yes, sir, no, sir. But um, well, speaking of the military, we were uh, going to bring up the sergeant major of the army, and we wanted to get your um, opinion on this. Because I just think it's funny that the Sergeant Major of the Army has this much time to like go over the fact. Type, do you want to give this breakdown of what? What's the What's the kid's name? He's is a second lieutenant. He's brand. He's got to be like pretty fucking fresh to the uh, fleet in the army. Yeah, we could we could probably even play his like weird TikTok video on the 
yes. show. I mean, he's like pretty so, big on TikTok. I mean, the the video is like 14 seconds. He basically just makes a holocaust joke. Don't fuck out because it's a joke. Don't. Reason one million why I will never be verified. Dark jokes. Aha! Listen to this one. Why? What's a Jewish person's favorite uh, Pokemon character? Ha <laughs> <Dude>, I love <laughs> Get his the fuck out because it's a joke. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> Dude, I love his fucking laugh. It's so insane. <laughs> but uh, apparently that guy is a second lieutenant in the army. But it, I'm, uh, I guess Luke actually, you knew about him. Before. Yeah. I didn't know about him before this, but uh, apparently he's pretty big on social media. He's got a pretty decent following. But uh, this joke got a, a bunch of blue check marks after him. And... It caused so much that even the sergeant major of the army, Michael A. Grinston, uh, he says that this is completely unacceptable on social media or not. Racist jokes are racist, period. And <laughs> yeah, like, they're, dude, they're called racist guy, jokes for a reason. <laughs> is that guy like trying to tell me that he like went his entire army career not telling a racist joke? Like, are we like, like he was enlisted? He was down in the bottom at one point. And yeah, you're he had to. Like, you, you never encountered this? You don't and, know this is a part of military culture? Like, and, I don't. And, and what? It had to be, like, 40 years ago when he was in the <laughs> when he was, like, young enlisted 40, 50 years ago. So, come on, man. Like, what, what was going on then compared to now? Like, what was worse? Especially because, like, the one group in the army you can get away with cracking jokes on is the Jews, because there's not that many of them. <laughs> the black and Hispanic dudes, right? So yeah. you, gotta, you gotta, if you're gonna make racist jokes about them, you gotta kind of watch it. You know, you gotta kind of do the whole white guy thing of looking over your shoulder before you tell a joke and stuff. That. <laughs> dude, that's bullshit, dude. In the Marine Corps, I've heard the most racist jokes was from black people and Mexicans about their own race. Like oh, that's sure. where I heard, and I was like, oh my god, dude! Like I would not say that out loud. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'd say you know, that with my dad in a private phone call, but never out loud. <laughs> well, and then like, you know, you'd be kicking it with these, with these dudes and there'd be like the one white guy who got a little too comfortable in the group and started telling the same jokes. Everybody just kind of looks at him stupid like, dude, just too much. Tone it, down. <laughs> tone it, tone it down, tone it down, tone it down. <laughs> it's always the dude from like some like bumfuck town too that says it too. And like yes. he's like, here's one racist joke, and he comes out of nowhere like, oh, we're telling racist jokes. It's like, it's like, like the fucking Kool Aid Man busting in and all those '90s commercials. <laughs> oh yeah, Edward, 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 and you're like, oh my god. Exactly. Chill, chill. Oh, um, shit. I just uh, typo had a great. He made he actually made a meme for once, like from those of, yeah, <laughs> for those of you that don't fucking know, we usually steal our memes like normal <laughs> red blooded Americans. Um, Typo made a meme and said, uh, what, what was it? It was the light shining down on one man. It's, and it's that it's that fucking picture where there are two guys sitting on the bench and it's the street light and the light goes down in curves. Well, the light is Sergeant Major of the Army like putting light on racist jokes in the army, but like totally not paying attention to uh, all the army war crimes. And like, this is his yes. top priority right now is <laughs> racist jokes on social media from his soldiers. And you know, what's really like a kick in the ass about this dude. This dude's kind of like a social justice warrior too. He's had all these, you know, cause I'm not, I'm sure that the um, Sergeant Major Marine Corps has like quite a bit of the same thing, or at least the commandant, commandant's office does, but they have all their little initiatives that they want yeah. to put into place when they get, it's almost like being the first lady um, of the military. <laughs> they have their little bullshit projects that nobody gives a fuck about, 
but everybody has to kind of at least pay lip service to. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so this dude has, has had all these kind of like racial equality initiatives. Um, and he had one that was called, oh dude, I have to see like a whole video for it, but it's called, this is my squad. And he went to Fort Campbell and he was, uh, walking around, uh, talking about his initiative about how, uh, everybody's welcome in the army and it doesn't matter what color you are. You have a place here and this is your squad too. And you belong here and all this shit. Well, I just feel good, EO feel good bullshit. Yeah. And that's like this, that's like been his thing where it's just like, bro. We got motherfuckers blowing their heads off in the barracks. Huge alcohol problem. Huge sexual assault problem. Military. And you want to worry about mean words and mean or, jokes? Or like the fucking what? Thirty-five bodies they found in Fort Hood in the last month and a half. Dude, I've been waiting to talk about that. Uh, so long. Well, like we can't, dude. I, all right. So, like, my biggest thing with this is like they people think this is like an outrage and a new thing, and. That's what kills me about it. And uh, maybe we should end up doing like a real podcast about it, like actually doing a real podcast about it. But like just, I mean, I think I said something. I put, I put, I started to post things on Facebook um, because most of the place, people on Facebook are super liberal, um, at least in my, in the people that I have on Facebook because I grew up super liberal. And um, it's funny like I post, I've been posting more radical, my ideas shit on Facebook. And I posted something about Fort Hood and it's like, it's hilarious to me. The situation's not hilarious, but it's hilarious to me that you guys want to take up this fight now because of a, a, a female Hispanic woman that was right. screwed over by her command. And I was like, we can go back many, many years and show how many people have gone AWOL and I put AWOL in air quotes for all of those that you can't see me, like AWOL. And yes. I bet you they're fucking, and it's not just Fort Hood. It's every military base. It's so easy to kill somebody on a training area out in the middle of nowhere. And especially exactly. if higher command is involved in it, mm -hmm. they will fucking cover that shit up. A hundred percent. Well, who's doing the investigating? Is yeah. the units that are there? And yeah, dude, I promise you, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I promise you, dude, because I was at Fort Hood. If you go on the ranges out, out past the battalions, if you go on the ranges out there, I promise, dude, if you actually looked and brought some dogs out there, you'll find bodies all over the fucking place. Dude. Oh, yeah. Um, there is so much crime around the area, man. There is like, there's been multiple busts of like sex trafficking rings, drug trafficking, human trafficking, prostitution rings, like all this crazy shit, dude. And there's been multiple instances where uh, senior enlisted have been involved in, in stuff like this. There was a situation there where they had they had like an auto theft ring that got busted when I was there, like all this other crazy shit. Yeah, dude. And um, Copperas Cove, there's there's like three communities around Fort Hood. There's Copperas Cove, Temple, and Colleen. And Colleen's like the bedroom community where all like the all the military and contractors live. But Temple and Copperas Cove are like the it's like the fucking Wild West, dude. It's like all the it's where the hookers and cocaine are. Hell so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> dude, there's this fucking all the time. That was uh it was owned by the Russians, right? And when I was there, like for a little while, it was called the Starlight Lounge. Anybody that's been in Fort Hood about the same time, that was about 2000, 2006, 2005, something like that. It was called the Starlight Lounge back then. But they, they shut it down, and then they opened it up like six months later with a different name, with the same people still working. It's like it would get closed down for like health code violations or like not having a business license <laughs> or some shit. And they put it in somebody else's name and hire the same fucking people. Um, 
Oh man. But yeah. That's, that's literally how 29 palms was like, yeah, like almost down to the T, but in the military, like I remember, so I went through, um, radio operator school in 29 palms. Uh, what was it? 2013, I think. It's about yeah, right. 2000, 2013. And, um, they, we had, there was a, a company that we'd see all the time that they were always in their camis and it, it looked like, you know, I mean, I was a fucking 19 year old kid. So these guys look like sergeants and fucking corporals and higher command guys. And they like were, 22. yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> looking fucking 46. Um, but yeah, <laughs> they were, they were all, they would always every day, whether it was Saturday or Sunday, Monday, fucking Friday, it didn't matter. 96s. Thanksgiving, Christmas, they all had to come out and get in formation and they could only go back to their rooms afterwards. And there was a big drug bus and sex trafficking bus in 29 Palms at that time. And it was this whole company and it was from a major all the way down to a private that were all in. Yeah. And then when I came back to 29 Palms, I got stationed there uh, in that same building. I think they just used it as like, you know, the fucking... Uh, brig barracks <laughs> basically because when I came back to 29 palms and a typo probably saw him too it was the another comp like another fucking 30 50 dudes 30 to 50 dudes that got caught for doing the same shit and it was a whole different group and it, that was three years removed dude and they just had another one not too long ago too yeah Another yeah, big yeah. ass like company size element. And you, and you think you think like fucking deaths don't happen in a drug trafficking or sex trafficking ring? Like fuck are you talking about, dude? Like I don't it's insane. Yeah. Dude, you see this stuff all the time. Like I you hear when you're in the military, you hear like rumors and shit like this mm-hmm. all the time. And it, I mean a lot of it's fucking true as shit, but you never like it's never like in the news unless it's like like fucking huge. Yeah. But like there's there's like all the time like people like that are connected to the cartel. Like there was some people I met that were like, like straight up told me like, yeah, I, I, I run drugs for the cartel. And I'm like, what they, the fuck? Dude? They like, joined the Marine Corps to run drugs for the cartel. Because it's easier. It's easier for them to get away with it. Less it's suspicion. Like, yeah. Yeah. There's fucking, and it's like, it, it, it's harder for them to get like news coverage and stuff and people to see this shit because even the own government, or at least they're, they're going to suppress that shit. They don't want to know that your soldiers and Marines are fucking smuggling drugs for the cartel, smuggling humans for the cartel. Like, they're right. fucking, they don't want that shit. That's bad PR, baby. Yeah, that, sh- that shit doesn't even make local news, dude. Like, they had, like, their little bullshit local newspapers down in, down in Fort Hood. And when, they, when there'd be arrests, like, like you said, we hear rumors, but there'd never be stories printed about it. And, like, for example, there's this one dude down there and this is like wildly wildly common is that there's this one dude that just his body got found um like a week or two ago i can't remember his name it was something kind of unusual but he blew the whistle on uh some sexual assault like some something going on he might actually been the victim of it and they moved they changed they moved they transferred him to a different unit he was found dead and what happened, like, dude, happens all the time. And there's this, there's this kind of dynamic I've noticed, like, ever since I've been out of the military. Uh, because, you know, there's certain MOSs in the military, like, you know, you don't, you're not around women at all, right? Yeah. Combat arms, like, a couple other technical specialties. And then there's certain MOSs in the military where you're around women all the time. Constantly. Right? 
Yeah, admin. like I was in a medical platoon. So, right, admin, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I was in a medical platoon, man. So like half of our treatment section was girls. But like, I mean, mm. combat, sec- combat medic section was all guys, but still like, you know, this is our home unit. So there's kind of, I've noticed there's two different schools of thought about like sexual assault in the military, not to get off all this on this huge topic, but like there's, there's people that, that think it never happens because they never see it because right. they're never around girls. And then there's the people that think that like it happens all the time because they've seen it personally. Yeah. But, and they probably think it's a little more common than it actually is. And I'll tell you this, man. Yeah, dude, like I've seen multiple scumbag piece of shit fucking NCOs abusing their position, their authority, trying to get pussy out of girls. And one of them, I, I think I might've told you this guy's last time. One of them blew the whistle on this dude, right? He ended up getting promoted. She gets transferred to Fort Wainwright, Alaska. Literally sent to the frozen ice planet of Hoth, dude, from Texas. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, God, dude. (laughs) What the fuck? Dude, Dude, I totally totally agree with you, though. Like, uh, I would say when my first early years in the Marine Corps, um, I was probably more on the side that, like, it never happens. Because a lot of, like, people that I actually knew um, were, like, accused of this. And, like, I actually... I mean, I can't confirm or deny that they did it or not. I have no idea, but they were my friends mm-hmm. and I was on their side. Like, no dude, this guy wouldn't do that. Like that's right. fucking terrible. And then it, it's like, and there was like this two sides because it happened. I mean, fuck dude, it's weird that it actually happened a lot in my Intel school, like a lot. Like it was happening all the time. Like people were getting kicked out of my Intel school left and right for like drugs, fucking sexual assault, um, like doing something stupid, like staying the night in a woman's barracks. Like that's that crazy. crazy. Yeah, it was it was weird. We were a bunch of fucking nerds, but there was some serious <laughs> shit going on. And but but I saw I saw both sides. I seen like some women it's that like, were legitimately legitimately sexually assaulted, but then on the other hand, I saw some women that like didn't want to get in trouble for like claiming they had a guy in their room, so yeah. they fucking say it was sexual assault. So I oh, saw yeah. both sides of that, and there is like this fine line where people like that get on this like. It, it either it, it doesn't happen women are all making it up or it happens all the time and everything a woman says is true and it's fucking a very intense that, thing to get involved in and right, it's, yeah it's scary it's scary like even as a dude like even as a, a like once i started becoming an nco we ended up getting like a whole boot drop and it was a lot of female like uh boots like radio operators uh-huh. and um like it, it's just like you know you go in their room and like for field days and stuff, you know, where you have to go and check their fucking rooms, make sure they're not dirty, which right. women's rooms were always worse than men's rooms. Oh, always sure. worse. Their bathrooms yeah. were Look worse. At the type of women that joined the military. Well, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so like, but yeah, it's, and so like you go in and you're like, you, I always, you'd always take somebody with you and they're mm-hmm. like, keep the door open because yeah. it's like, I'm not going to get fucking fucked for no. you saying some stupid shit. Because first off, you're not attractive. She looked like Aunt Jemima. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, but like, you know, five foot two. And I was just like, I'm sorry. No, like, I'm not. Like, this is how it happens. And, you know, at this point in the in the Marine Corps at that point, you know, it was very like, it was, if it came against you and you were lower, if you were NCO or below, you know, E5 or below, you were wrong. Like, it, yeah. it, no matter what. Like it didn't matter if uh, you're yeah guilty until proven innocent. Yeah, exactly. and that's and that's very much how the military operates, and I think that's why they it, that dichotomy that we see that we're just talking about is there, and why. But it, the instant that it goes over E five, the instant it goes over E five, 
it's the exact opposite. The other person is wrong. And that's where that power structure is. And a lot of people see it as sergeants and corporals. Like they're like the in-between people and they can, or specialists uh, in the army, but they're like the in-between from, and they're the ones since they're daily uh, with the, the troops that they're the ones that have the highest violations of it. And it's like, you know, the, I could see the power and the, um, you know, kind of using your power in wrong ways as an NCO. Um, maybe not so much to the sexual assault standpoint, but just to like um, make people do things standpoint. Yeah, for sure. Not, um, but not, like I didn't really see sexual assault really coming from that end, but from s- staff sergeants and above and officers and above, like that was where I saw like that power struggle of sexual assault and playing favorites and yep. like that shit was intense. Yeah, dude. Every, every dude I ever saw get a legitimate sexual assault allegation thrown against him was an E6 or an E7, a hundred percent. And it's, it's really is funny. And it's not, it's like you said, it's not just sexual assault too, man. It's like, I, I think I might've told you this, this last time I was on here is that in my unit, our, there was our, our section leader, our senior medic had gotten busted smoking weed with some of the jokes in the unit, right? Had like gotten caught red-handed sitting in the back of an LMTV and got to walk, got, you know, got some restriction, got some other minor punishment. They kept it in house. Boom. You know, and I get caught pissing dirty, right? And I get kicked out. So it's the same type of thing where it's like, there really is, it's a two-tiered system, man. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I, when I was in, I mean, I might have even told this when you were on last time, but uh, <laughs> the, like, legit in my MOS school, there was someone that he was underage drinking in his barracks room with a couple of his buddies, and they public NJP'd those kids in front of the entire company. Damn. And there was a fucking uh, a staff sergeant that like the next like the next week, this staff sergeant started riding his bike to work. And we're like, why the fuck would he ride his bike to work? And it wasn't until like, yeah, it wasn't like two months later. And then we're like, oh my God, staff sergeant so-and-so got a fucking DUI. And they, there was nothing. There was no, <laughs> no one said anything. No one fucking, like it didn't come down the pipeline until like two months later. And then I, I don't know how, like who found out about it, but it was just like, Jesus Christ, dude, they'll fucking throw up any PFC in private in the front stage and public humiliate them. But if it's one of their own, they're fucking hush hush. Let's not say a word. Oh, he's just trying to get an exercise now. Like, okay. Close ranks. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking sure. retarded. It is crazy. And yeah, dude, I remember getting dragged out of bed like an hour before we were supposed to be up uh, to go down to the battalion and watch this stupid fucking video from the 70s about how drinking and driving is bad every time <laughs> somebody got a DUI. But our, legitimately, our sergeant major got, he blew like four times the legal limit. He was like, he was like falling asleep on the breathalyzer and yeah, somehow. Nothing was ever said. Dude, uh, Nick fucking, our roommate, He uh, he's come on the show a couple times by his unit. Yeah, for there's, Yeah, their sergeant major did the same fucking thing, like <laughs> 15 minutes from the base, and they called the duty. The duty went and picked them up in one of the fucking duty driver vans and then I'll brought them. The <laughs> yeah, and then brought them back and let him sleep it off in the duty hut. And then he got he got in trouble. Like I think he lost his license and stuff. But they didn't transfer him command. They didn't do anything. And it's like, and I bet you fucking. I I think Nick got out right after that. But six weeks later, I bet you he's fucking out there teaching a goddamn DUI class to everybody that everybody has to do now because someone 
in the, <laughs> in the fucking unit got a DUI. But I swear to I swear to God, shit you not. I didn't have more DUI classes. Um, I had more DUI classes in Japan than I did in 29 Palms, and we weren't allowed to drive in fucking Japan. <laughs> yeah. I wonder who has all the cars over there. Yeah, exactly. E6 and officers. and they- there'd, be, there'd be some NCOs that had privilege to drive, but mostly it was E6 and above. That they, they like Right when they got there, they got the privilege. If you were an NCO, you had to request permit privilege to drive in Japan. Yeah, if you're most- E3 or below, you're not fucking driving. Even yeah. if you got a family. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, it was yeah. insane. And that's the thing. It's like... And, but there was, I think our battalion had like one of the highest DUI rates. So we'd have to go and fucking do this goddamn training every fucking month for drinking and driving. And we're all sitting there like none of us can fucking drive. And you find (laughs) out, you know, captain so-and-so from bulk fuel platoon got a fucking DUI over the weekend and crashed his car into a family. And it's like, Oh, I wonder why we're fucking here. And his ass isn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think it just goes back to like, it, it all ties back into like what we we're talking about mm-hmm. where it's like, I love how the whole problem in the army right now is racist jokes <laughs> and not like this extreme fucking what's going on at Fort Hood or what if they've just fucking dragged a lake anywhere near a military base, they'd find 30 members that's been in there for over 30 years. 100%. Yeah, dude, it, that really is. And the Army's been pretty hush on the whole thing going down at Fort Hood. Like, dude, if I, I'll tell you this much, man. If I was a fucking, if I was the Secretary of the Army or the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, I would have dragged every single one-star, two-star installation commander, everybody in that fucking admin building in front of a fucking board and, and would have been, you know, because it's like, dude, it's, it's Fort Hood has the highest, number one, Fort Hood has the highest rate of sexual assault in any U.S. military yeah. installation in the world. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> right. Are they the biggest now, base? They're close. It's not the biggest, but I think it's number two. I, I think 29 Palms is the biggest base, yes. but it's only because of training area. Yeah. Now, by population, I don't think it's the biggest because yeah. um, South Korea, like there's about the same number of uh, soldiers over there. Like the population of Fort Hood, give or take, is about 35,000 or so. Um, that's crazy. That's like a little fucking – that's bigger than my town. When Dude, I grew up. Yeah. It's That's like bigger. four times bigger than your town. No, 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 legit. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, for sure. But it's, yeah, dude, it's bigger than all of the rest of the surrounding like areas around it, dude. Like Temple Coppers, Coven Killeen put together is like 25,000 people or something crazy like That's that. That's insane. But um, Fuck. yeah, that's just it, man, is that they, they do that. I saw this shit with my two eyes when I was there, man, is that somebody would disappear, right? And it's like, dude, you guys know when like somebody's kind of a flight risk, like, you know, and they, they're about to go AWOL, right? Because they kind of, they might have some family problems or some marital problems or something like that or a reason that they really don't want to be there anymore. And you kind of know, like, when somebody's getting ready to go bounce and, you know, take off. But there are certain people, though, that, like, you'd never expect it out of, too. People that are really loving being in the military. They're doing well. They're succeeding. They're excelling. They're about to get promoted or whatever. And there's a couple times where a dude we knew had, that was, like, you know, on the fast track to make a sergeant or something like that just straight up disappeared. Nobody, nobody knew where he went. Nobody knew where he was going. Called his family. They hadn't seen him from him either. And he just get marked down as AWOL. And they'd never investigate this shit. They'd just be like, yeah, he just must have went AWOL. You know, I guess we'll find him. We'll catch up with him sometime. And I cannot help but wonder, looking back at it now, how many times <clears throat> did somebody know something and they just didn't want to bother investigating because they didn't know what they're going to find? Yeah. Well, and that's the biggest thing. I think a lot of people don't, like just in general, it's like if you look at the major problems today that we that we see 
like uh, in this whole idea of like racist America or things like that. If you just, if you literally sit back and I think a lot of people just don't want to ask the questions on why people are feeling the way that they are or why things are happening the way that they are. And so they don't and they turn a blind eye to it. And I think that it's the same thing that's going on like in Fort Hood. It's like, you may know a little bit and you kind of understand why things are the way they are, but you're not going to go and ask questions because you don't want to get caught up in it. And I see, I feel like that's a lot of the problem with how the U S government is ran is it's like that at all levels. And it's like, I already had to sacrifice some things for me, so I'm not going to sacrifice anymore because I don't want to get dragged down in something that I, you can't beat the machine. No, you can't. And plus like, Anybody that's in a position to do anything about it there has got five, maybe maybe seven years to retirement, and they're just trying to coast on out the door, man. They're not trying to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. And that's the major yeah. problem, dude. And, I, well, I mean, I just it's just insane. And I, I honestly believe if they, they took a look around any of those, you know, some of the bases that are close to the border, some of those in the middle of the country around nowhere, mm-hmm. like you'd find a lot of shit that you don't want to fucking find out there. Yeah. Especially those training areas, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not even counting all the fucking training accidents and shit that happens all the damn time. But yeah, man, I because you know there is. I also see. I'm sure you guys have too. Where somebody, somebody's doing something sketchy, and then somebody usually the way they get caught is somebody who doesn't like this person doing the sketchy thing goes and tells on them, right? So now it's like you have a huge incentive to shut this person the hell up, especially if it's something like extremely illegal. Yeah. So, that I imagine probably is how most of that shit happens. Yeah, and everything's oh. illegal in the military. Like, <laughs> yeah, for like, sure. <laughs> like the laws around people in the military is so much higher mm-hmm. than regular civilians. It's like you fucking get caught. Like if you're, I don't know, fucking a Lance Corporal hanging out with like a staff sergeant, that could be a big fucking problem in the military. And oh, then yeah. really you're just drinking and having a conversation. Like, and like that's bad though. The whole military think that like, I mean, I don't know the whole military, but the laws and the higher ups think that it's like it's the worst thing ever. You can't, you can't have a beer with your juniors. Like, what the fuck? Right? How dare you guys fraternize? You might become friends. We can't have that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just love all the like memes and stuff where it's like, uh, or there was one I saw the other day, and it's like, your name's Jody, and he's like, yeah. They're like, why'd you bring me to a, the Jody's? Like, why'd you bring me to the uh, uh, Marine Corps base, Twenty Nine Palms? And he's like. Well, everybody's on deployment. And he's like, yeah, why would I want to be here? And he's like, what, how do you think we keep all of our fucking Marines angry all the time? <laughs> and I was like, it's fucking true, dude. I swear to God, like the majority of the fucking time, I think there was a, a, a first sergeant. There's a video of a first sergeant in, Af- I think he's at, in Afghanistan, a first sergeant in the Marine Corps. And he's talking about, uh, he's like, it's like uh, before the push into I think it might be Fallujah, it might be Ramadi, but it's like right before they go and they're the, it's the day before. And he's like, I've known this day has been coming for six months. He's like, we tell you guys every week that we're about to go, not because we want you to know when we're going, because I want you to be pissed off when we don't actually go. So now that we're actually going, now you guys are really ready. And it's like, they just keep you out of constant state of angry. Mm-hmm. And that's how, you know, Things lead to death and homicide, murder. Sure. Yeah, yeah, dude. When I was, I mean, when I was getting out, like it was probably my last four or five months in the Marine Corps. 
the division general came to my unit and basically told us, yeah, we're going to war with North Korea. And I was like, fuck me, man. This is like when I was like, started listening to Gary Johnson talking and I was like, kind of not with the whole fucking military anymore. I already got NJP'd. Luke was <laughs> gone. I was just like, not about it. And they're like, Oh yeah, we might be going to war. And I'm like, fuck man. Like <laughs> I don't want to be here, but luckily like, you know, everything blew over and it was fine. But like, even my Lieutenant Colonel was like, I don't like the next week we had the Liberty brief or whatever. He's like, I don't know if we're going to war with North Korea. I don't, he's like, I respect the general and like gave all these appraise about the general. But he's like, I just don't think he should have came here and said that we were going to war with North Korea. Well, imagine how many like 18 year olds that like just got to your unit, like called home that night and was like, mom, I'm going to war with North Korea. Yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 yeah, I'm sure there was like, if you're there less than six months, there's probably some kids that were like, oh my God, we're, I'm doing it. I'm fucking serving the country. And then, but everyone else kind of knew it was kind of bullshit. I mean, but I was scared, but only because I just wanted to get the fuck out. And they were trying to like, I didn't know if they were going to extend me or some shit like that. And I was like, fuck man, I'm a shitty Marine. I got NJP. Just let me go. Let me go <laughs> my other way, <laughs> please. Shit, oh, come on. You don't want that car out the door? <laughs> Dude, no. I can barely afford the, I could barely afford the car I have now. Can I just leave? Like please. <laughs> yeah, that combat action ribbon's not fucking holding me to anything. I was no. that was the one thing that I felt like I, I really needed to get out of my Marine Corps career. And like by yeah. the end of it, I was like Dude, I was just calling everybody with cars like, dude, you're just a fucking bitch. Like I don't care that you have a car. Like, I'm getting out. You have to stay here in this shitty fucking place. Dude, there's nothing like the the military to like when you go in the military, you want that like fucking war experience. Like you want Thank that you like want, yeah. I want to be a hero. Like you know that right. maybe it's a hero complex, but halfway through you're just like it's not fucking worth it. It's not <laughs> fucking worth it, dude. It's fucking not. Like there yeah, dude, there becomes a point where you just want to focus on not dying so you can make something of your life besides this fucking bullshit that you're doing right now. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know when that point was for me though, man. But yeah, you know, it's funny in the army, and it's actually kind of kind of interesting because we have the we have the the uh, combat action badges or CIB or CMB depending on which yeah. one. So that's but the big thing in the army is having a deployment patch, right? It's it's yeah. having the patch on your opposite shoulder sleeve, and of course, like dude, when I when I was getting in, like when I first got to the unit, everybody's running around patch checking people, like see this bitch, this this one's not fucking deployed, you know, like that type of stuff, and um. For some reason, though, people don't give a shit about the cab CMB nearly as much as as the cards. It's actually kind of strange, and I could never understand what that was. But it's funny is that I, I, one of my buddies is still in the guard, and the and he deployed with me, and he is um, he's in this guard unit now, right? And it's just it's full of like you know eighteen, nineteen year old kids that yeah. have like they're like I'm trying to pay for college, pretty much, yeah, and. It's funny is that they uh, their unit forbade them from wearing deployment patches because it made other people feel uncomfortable. Dude, I love the way the army's going, man. I love it. The fucking the like the, I mean the Marine Corps is not far behind. They can't they're going to have to bend under social pressure eventually. But like they're a couple years behind usually. Yeah, but they're they're usually a few years behind because they're like we're the few, the proud, the fucking dumbass bitch ass Marine tradition. We yeah. refuse to change tradition. Yeah. <laughs> And except we totally got away from tradition and now we're going back to tradition by making all of our vehicles amphibious again because, you know, China or something or other. But, um, 
it's just really funny. Like, uh, we always used to, we used to bitch, like we didn't even fucking know uh, being 18 years old in boot camp, We didn't even know if it was actually going on. We used to be bitching about like, you know, the army getting to have cell phones in boot camp <laughs> and they're fucking, uh, like all the drill instructors were like, you're just mad because you don't have a fucking uh, stress card to give us like the bitch ass <laughs> army does. And, it, and then you get get out of boot camp and you start watching videos and like that shit's starting to happen. And it's like, damn, dude, this is wild. Because, you know, like that just gives the Marine Corps something to talk shit about on the army. But at the right. same time, it's like, if we're trying to, like, that's why it's just so counterintuitive. It's like, we're, if we're trying to go to fucking war. Don't we need some people that can go to war? You would think so. You would fucking think so, and that's just it. Is it? Is that like there? I always thought there should have been a, a discharge characterization for failure to adapt to combat arms because it's like combat arms is like the one place you need to have like hard ass people. Yeah. Uh, yes. But but dude, what happens though in the army is like dude, all the shittiest people that get that get kicked out of other MOSs because they can't do their fucking job end up getting put in combat arms. So it's like there are all these fucking retards running around with arguably the most important, most physical and mentally taxing job. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, dude, They're, every battalion, yeah. every battalion has a reject platoon. Every single oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> ours was Mike, Mike battery. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking ours was Charlie company, I think in tanks. And I mean, tankers, tankers. Okay. Tankers are the funniest fucking people on the planet because they basically think they are grunts, but they just never, they never deploy. Like literally never. Like, I don't know. Maybe before when Abrams and shit were used in Iraq uh, mm-hmm. or Afghanistan, and they realized this is not fucking working. But <laughs> there's um, no point in having them over there. Like they fucking like tankers are like the most. I think they're actually they're disbanded now. I don't think there's tanks yeah. in the Marine Corps anymore. But uh, like they just fucking god, dude. They're fucking complex of like they like it just blew my mind because don't get me wrong. There was but that's one thing that annoyed me about the. Marine Corps is because you'll see some people with like the cars or combat mm-hmm. action ribbons mm-hmm. and it didn't I didn't figure it out until like a couple years in but most of those might be bullshit like yeah. dude some of them might be bullshit a and it didn't percentage. take me yeah it didn't take me until a couple years in because I, I saw someone with a car and I was like holy shit like you seen real shit and then well like three years in I'm like half of them like they're like oh yeah dude I get a sniper shot at us one time and or something and we, we got idf back. on our base on our yeah, we got idf on my base from like 400 yards from where my barracks was or whatever and i'm like jesus like that's what you got a car for and then there's some people that like there's some people at least i i believe them that were like in legit combat and they're like we don't get we didn't get a car for that yeah like, i don't under, like there's so much bureaucracy and giving out ribbons that like and- for, like, for I don't even know whose whose story's real, who actually deserves it. Like I don't fucking know anymore. <laughs> that's that's the fucking problem, dude, is that because so much of it's commander's discretion, you would think like decentralizing this process would actually be a good idea, but the problem is that you have these commanders and it's not just cabs and C and CIBs, it's like all kinds of other awards too, like Bronze Star awards. Perfect fucking example. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a but, huge one, like, especially for officers, especially bees, for officers. Bees for valor, bees yeah. a yeah, big dude. one. Right, exactly. And so what happens then, right, is you have officers that don't want to be seen as giving out easy medals, so they'll withhold them for things that they really fucking shouldn't. Like, 
I, I dude, during my deployment, like I seen some real deal fucking heroism out of somebody, man. And he got put up for a bronze star and he didn't fucking get it. And this other dude got a bronze star that V device for like fucking dragging somebody five feet, like out of a fucking vehicle or something stupid like that when he wasn't even under direct fire. It's, that's that type of fucking ridiculous thing. But there was, there was units that had like, they had the kind of a rule, like the rule back when I was in was like, if we, if we were on a convoy, right. And one of our, one of the vehicles gets hit with an IED, everybody in that vehicle gets a cab or CIB, depending on what unit it is. Nobody else does like that was the rule, but there's units that like, if you were on a convoy, they got hit with an IED, everybody got a fucking cab. Yeah. And it's kind of like, all right, dude, if you're in the lead truck and the, the fucking, the follow truck gets hit with a fucking ID and you're 200 yards away, like, dude, you drove over that thing and, yeah. <laughs> and you're refined. So, or you it, set it off. <laughs> yeah, it probably you fucking kicked the pressure plug, you drive too fucking fast for paying attention. <laughs> but um, not that, dude. Like, I saw a couple of dental techs get a fucking CMB for giving care under fire, like from fucking somebody got hit with some IDF, like a, the, this fucking mortar shell hit the hit part of the concrete pad, spalled up a couple pieces of concrete, hit the student leg, gave him a huge ass laceration. A couple dental techs come over and dress his leg and dragged him over the medical tent. And they got fucking, they got CMBs for that, dude. And it's like, you didn't, you weren't even in combat. <laughs> what fucking dental tech? <laughs> 68, 68 tango or something stupid like that. I can't even know. I don't even know what the fucking um, MLS code is. But You're like, it was so pointless to know it that I don't remember it. <laughs> Just on the face, though, like how badass does that dental tech like feel when he walks in a room and around other dental techs and they're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Dude, you know, they're boot checking like fucking E6s and E7s. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> shit right here. I did shit. I did some shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not dude. gonna lie, dude. If you if you have one up over someone in the military, it means a lot. Like oh, it yeah. actually kind of does. It's the like, only thing uh, that differentiates us. Yeah. Well, and and for something so for uh, an organization that prides themselves on selfless acts and being not superficial, we pride ourselves in being fucking superficial. <laughs> some irony, isn't it? Right. Very like it's, in, it's fucking insane. And then like, you know, um, uh, our, so like it, for us, we had the overseas ribbon or so for you, you guys, ha you talked about how, um, deployments were like the important thing, getting the deployment patch. Well, mm -hmm. for ours, like <laughs> deployments don't mean shit in the, in the Marine Corps. Everybody's like, that's not a real deployment. That's not a fucking real deployment. That's <laughs> nothing's a real deployment in the Marine Corps. And so like, if it's not to you, Afghanistan, or Iraq and you're actually patrolling, then it's not a real fucking deployment. Like right. you can be, that's how it is. So that's why cars are like the supreme reign in the, in the Marine Corps. And it's just so wild because it's like I had on mine, I had a, the overseas ribbon and you get it for every year you're overseas. And I was overseas for two years. I was in Japan for two years. People fucking would call that a deployment because they would go there for like artillery the training guys would go there because we have a lot more free reign in Japan to shoot artillery on this tiny little fucking island than we do in um, the United States for some fucking reason. But we uh, did drop two giant bombs on the place, so a couple one five five shells is not. <laughs> that's true. That's It'll fucking be all right. True. It'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> It'll shit buff out. Um, but uh, that was the thing. Where it's like they would come over and they're like, uh, or I I went back and I got stationed with a. Uh, fucking um artillery battery or artillery uh, battalion and they were like 
oh yeah, we're going on deployments. We're going on deployments. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm actually get to go to Iraq or Afghanistan. And then I fucking find out that they're talking about, I like volunteered for one and I find out that it's the fucking, you know, goddamn Okinawa, Japan, where I just came from. And I was like, I'm not going <laughs> back there for six months. And fuck so I, like, I was like, fuck that. And so I like finagled my way out of that. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. I want to go do the real shit. And then I actually got on one of those. And that was kind of like when I was coming into the, like, oh, uh, my command would actually let me die. Um, I can't trust any of these people. Actually, I think these wars are pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not going to go. So I just didn't re-enlist. I like yo- yoinked my re-enlistment. And I was like, yeah, I'm fucking out of here. But oh, yeah. The fucking two C service ribbons, when people saw that, it, I had a one up on people. And it was just like, <laughs> I was like, this, I, I, that just means they didn't have enough money to send me back on time. That's what that means. <laughs> right. Dude, the, the funniest and probably, uh, probably one of my most favorite experiences in the Marine Corps is after I got NJP'd, <clears throat> they put me on duty like all the time just because, well, I was in my room anyways. So I fucking, uh, I, How I do you had, make a fucking Marine kill himself that's been NJP'd? Yeah. Can't really Give his room. Duty. Give him extra yeah. duty. <laughs> so they threw me on fucking duty all the time. But I had five ribbons because I had the the two, the national offense, the fucking war on terrorism. I had a good cookie before I got NJP'd. <laughs> I had um, my overseas into Okinawa or whatever. And then I had my, I went to Korea. So I had the uh, Korean defense medal or whatever. And the, and the Sergeant I was on fucking duty with only had two. He had the fucking national offense and um, the war on terrorism. Cause he didn't hit three years yet. Somehow he picked up Sergeant in less than three years. Damn. And he like, when I sat down and I was just talking to him, he, he was like, how the fuck do you have more ribbons than me? And like got all butthurt about it. And I was like, I don't know, dude, I didn't really do anything. I was in Okinawa and I went to Korea and he like literally would not let me sit next to him at the duty hut. He like, he's like, go, just go to your room or something. Like, I don't know. But he got so like offended because he was a sergeant with two ribbons and I had five, but in all regards, both of our ribbons mean nothing. Like, they literally mean nothing. I didn't do any... I was in another country more than him. I was in two different countries more than him. But he was just so offended that I had five ribbons and he had two that he just like, no, don't don't sit next to me. <laughs> it's so like, wild. Okay. Dude, people, okay. people got butthurt about that shit. And, you know, like, they, like, it would get annoying when you got, like, ribbon checked and it's like, okay... Like, and you still fucking suck at your job and you're fat. Like, I don't know what you want me to say to you. Like, right. I, like it was always, it was always some dude that it was like, you probably didn't even get your fucking ribbons. Like, it, like what you're talking about, like the cars. And it was like, they'd get them for, you know, another vehicle taking fire or like Jared, Jared talks about how he got his car. It wasn't even for the time that he got, he fired, he got fired on and then fired back. And how their whole platoon like had, were, was in an, an entanglement with, enemy and they didn't get a fucking car for that they got a car for like the i don't know like the uh one of his up armored humvees taking fucking 762 rounds like three or four of them and that's how he got his car and he was like it wasn't even for the reason why i actually got should get a car dude that's how i got my fucking cap too man it's like i was it was we hit like this tiny little fucking toe popper ied that like took out one like gave us a flat tire basically and uh, yeah, I was sitting sit, because like you know it was, I don't know how does Marine Corps but as excuse me, 
Oh, geez. But in the army, medics, like you're, you're in the platoon sergeant's hip pocket. Like that's yeah. where you stay the whole time. So I was, that meant I was always in either the lead truck or the second truck. And uh, we hit this like little fucking bullshit ass toe popper ID, like gave us a flat tire and driver's like, oh, hell yeah, man, dude, we're all getting our fucking, see, ya. we're all getting our cabs now. <laughs> like, hell yeah. I'm like, seriously? And then like a week later, dude, we're in like a pitched like four hour firefight. And it's like, could have got it for this. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> <laughs> now the, now my certificate reads took an IED that popped our tire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The it fucking is. certificates, dude. I've, it's always funny. Like when they try to like staff NCOs try to read and they, it's like, bro, you can't stop trying to read. You can't. And then they've mispronounced the, everybody's name. Butcher. They, yeah. They don't understand. Like they can't read the word certification. They're like, <laughs> cert- certificate, certificate, certificate and then they just skip over it and it's just like oh my god certification certification (laughs) there it is and you know what's funny is it doesn't matter what the award is those things read like you were fucking Audie murphy pulling fucking you know wounded soldiers out of line of fire dude yeah it'll be like you know uh you know on 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 or about uh 14 october 2009 uh you know a fucking specialist matt freeman uh meritoriously buffed the floor in the battalion headquarters <laughs> while he was he had already done it twice that week and they asked for volunteers so he mm. did it yeah like, yeah dude i mean i mean it's very common like we have uh uh nams in the marine corps navy accommodation medals yeah, yeah. and it's basically like it basically every time i've seen someone that had them they basically got an award for doing their fucking job That's like they yeah they yeah. literally were appraised and given this award because they were doing their job. And like, I mean, every time that we had the, what's it called? The Phasmo and CGRI, they were handing those things out like yeah. fucking candy. Every Commanding time general inspections or. And it's like fucking paperwork, dude. It's <laughs> like, okay. I'm like, okay, fucking good job, dude. You fucking did inventory correctly for the last month. But, good job, and, supply. And good then job. They, <laughs> and then they, but they, they do it in, in like the, when it reads off, it reads off like a fucking, how you would write yeah. your resume, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I, you're, it's you're better like, than my resume. It's yeah. way better than my resume. It's but, like you fucking, know, you know, Corporal, this is due diligence to properly uh, equip the unit against the enemy by doing inventory. And it's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, you know, when you're writing your resume and you're like, all right, what have I done? And it's like, you know, I worked security. I worked security for a while. Or I worked, um, a better example would be like, I worked uh, fucking in a restaurant and I was a waiter. And it's like, uh, promptly served 500,000 meals in the time period <laughs> from this date to this date um, with no, like, fucking, I don't know. You know, it's just like some made up bullshit. And it's like, no, they that's doing your job. Like that's not, yeah. Yeah. You make it sound good, but like that's, that's all you did. Properly took 400 orders in one day, standing in all day, typing shit into a computer. And you're like, Oh, you work in a drive through at fucking McDonald's. Yeah. Fucking job. You just made it sound good. And now here's your fucking medal and you have something over other people somehow. And yeah. they use that. And usually the people that get them like use it too. Like they're like, Oh, I didn't, sure. I deserve this. I de- <laughs> it's like, okay, bro, you suck my dick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck you, dude. <laughs> and really, that's that's what's so frustrating, too, is that so many of those awards and shit, even, like, the awards for, like, Valor and Combat, it's just, it's so subjective. It's so based on somebody seeing you do something 
or being told you do something, having an officer that's willing to put you in for it. Yeah. It's the whole thing is bullshit. And like, it's, it's, it's a lot of politics. It really is. It's a lot of politics. You have to, you have to be friends or at least friendly with the right people. And, uh, they, they have to, whatever their concerns are has to be like met. And if you meet the, if you're friendly with them, you meet their concerns, they'll probably put you in for an award. But if you're doing your job, but you're also kind of an asshole to your officer and you're the best at the fucking job, they're not going to do shit for you. Yeah, you ain't getting no award for that. Exactly. Yeah. That's even though exactly. you saved their ass like a thousand times and like, you're like, don't you don't even know what you're talking about. Like they don't fucking care, dude. No, you say like one offhand comment to them and then they take that shit to heart for the rest of their fucking time. They're with you. <laughs> yep. And, um, you know, just like that, I just like that dude, we were talking about at the beginning of the show, man. First off, number one, this motherfucker was wearing a Cincinnati Bengals Jersey. It was of course, you know, it's just like, that's like, Dude, he seems like the type of motherfucker that probably gets on his on his soldiers about making offensive comments. I bet you anything. Oh, that'd be so funny, dude. Dude, his fucking well, yeah, dude. That's usually how it is too. And he, dude, he looks like it's so crazy. I didn't realize that switch. But do you remember that time period where you were young in the Marine Corps or in the military in general, and you were and you would look and see officers, and you're like, oh, those yeah. guys are older than me. But then oh, yeah. you start coming up yep. in the military, and you're like. Damn, those officers look like children. Dude, I know. Dude, I'm 35 now, so now I look. Dude, I'm the age of your average major. Yeah. Or, or battalion <laughs> commander. Damn so it's like fuck me, dude. Like there, we we have this huge National Guard headquarters, like down the, like pretty close to our dealership, and like we'll get guys from the guard coming through to drop off their cars all the time, and I always kind of like check out their uniforms, you know, like when they're down there, and I always. I see him not removing their covers all the time. But I always want to say something. But I never do, obviously, because I probably get my ass fired. But anyway, so I always I'm looking like, dude, I'll see like captains or like you know like first lieutenants and occasionally majors. I'm thinking like, dude, I look older than this motherfucker. It's like, what the <laughs> hell happened? <laughs> but you're absolutely right. I do remember. I remember our S3, dude, our operations officer. He seemed. It's like a. Dude, there's like that Terminal Lance comic where it has like a. This one panel is like this fresh, like this like fresh face, like nineteen year old PFC, and then like the next panel is like a twenty three year old, you know, grizzled sergeant, and the next one's like a twenty five year old first lieutenant, and the guy's got like a beard down the floor, and he looks like he's seventy five years old. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's that. Look, looking at this guy and talking to him, that's like that's what it felt like, man. It was like this dude seemed like he was a hundred fucking years old, but now, yeah, once you get older, you realize like they're a bunch of fucking children. Exactly yeah, they're fucking children. Like that dude right there. He's he's he would be a guy leading people into combat. Yeah, for sure. And like that's a guy leading people into combat, giving orders on if these kids should live or die. And that's what's crazy too. Even when you're like, and look at him. I know. Yeah, seriously, he looks like he's 19. But that's what's uh, interesting. Okay, I thought you said the first attempt. I said you said second attempt. So, but you know, that's what's interesting too. It's like you get this dynamic where, like, you know, a lot of times you'll have a platoon sergeant that's older than your, um, you know, your platoon leader is. Which yeah, it's like a weird thing. That's too, that is usually it. weird. Yeah, but ours was yeah, dude. Our platoon sergeant was like twenty eight or something like that. He was pretty. Yeah. Young. Well, I actually, it sounds weird when you say it, but like that. I think that's more common than anything. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it sounds like when you first said it, it didn't click in my head, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's usually, it usually that way your platoon sergeant's usually older than your fucking brand new bitch ass Lieutenant that comes in. He's got all the power. 
Yeah, that, well, all the cows. Officially. Well, yeah. And, and dude, that's the that's the funny thing is when they start realizing that they it, it's uh, there's power in their sway. Like yeah. <laughs> and and once when you start fucking over the platoon sergeant and that sway swings away from you because the platoon sergeant's like fuck this LT, that's when they're like, "Oh shit, maybe I should listen to my platoon sergeant." <laughs> that's always funny. I love oh, when yeah. that happens. Yeah, yeah, I think that. the I think the best time actually I'll take uh, earlier I said the best time in the Marine Corps was when I fucking sat on duty with that boot ass sergeant, but uh <laughs> I probably I don't know. I might have had a better time cuz it was very weird for me. I had a very weird Marine Corps experience because so I was in charge of my little S2 shop. There's like a total of 4 of us. So it wasn't like that big of a deal. But I was the at the time, I was the highest rank. I was the only NCO in charge of three other Lance Corporals. And then I got NJP'd, knocked down to Lance Corporal, and they're like, well, he still has to be in charge because what are we going to do? Either fucking put the other guy he was with that got in trouble in charge or yeah, like, so, or someone <laughs> that just fucking showed up in charge. So they left me in charge. And... <laughs> So I ran the little S2 shop. I mean, I didn't like change anything. I just did everything I did usually. And it was just really fun to be able to like see brand new corporals come into my, cause they would always like any new Marines would always have to check into my S2 to do a fucking ISO prep. I'm sure mm -hmm. you know what that is and fucking, but uh, they would come in there and then I don't think they realized like it was my fucking S2 shop and they would always try to fucking like do something like correct me or like, Maybe they'll try to yell at me or something, and then I just kick them out of my office. They're like, get right. the fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> right. I'm like, dude, like billet outweighs rank, and they're that's, like, whoa, what? Right. And then they, try, <laughs> they always try to like pull me to the side, like, hey, man, I know you're in charge. I didn't realize that, but you can't talk to me like that in front of my Marines. I was like, okay, but you can't come in my fucking office and talk to me like that in front of my Marines. Do you see the problem here? And they're always like just so – like, well, I, I know, but I'm a corporal. I'm trying to correct you. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, dude. Like, you can't just fucking come in here and <laughs> we were undermine. We the worst fucking Marines. We were the worst fucking Marines. Oh, yeah, dude. I was fucking <laughs> terrible. They just put me in these situations where I had to be in charge. And I was like, I don't want this. I do not want this responsibility. Well, well that's just terrible. Too. Like when you talk about isoprep, dude, it's like you, you know you get people coming. It's like motherfucker, you realize I hold your entire future career in my hands right now, right? Yeah. Like, you get go missing in Iraq because I delete this shit. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I don't know. Like, and that was always something too that like when I explain the isoprep to like the new Marines, they're always like, oh, like, I'm gonna go fucking die at war. The, the only claw. way they. They only can identify me because I had some. I get blown to shit, but my biceps there, there with my boot ass USMC tattoo on it, and I'm like, sure, man. Like, just stand there and take your picture. Like, just fuck, man. Just you're gonna go hate your life in a fucking tank mechanic bay and want to shoot yourself, and I'm gonna talk to you a year from now and be like, this is so fucking bullshit. Like, whatever. But I fucking. That was probably that, that, and then my encounters with officers when they come in and like try to tell me like you need to do this, and I'd be like, no, we don't do that. Like, <laughs> we just don't do that. That that was probably after getting NJP'd. I had a lot more after my restriction. I would say I had a lot more fun time in the Marine Corps, just telling everyone 
to fuck off. <laughs> Hell yeah. You realize, you realize finally how much you could have gotten away with the entire fucking time. Oh, uh, that's the biggest yeah. thing. Once you stop yeah. giving a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's the biggest one. Because they do a good... Sorry, man, go ahead. All right, go. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah, it's fucking... uh... Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to get this out real quick and let you talk. Because they do a damn good job of basically putting the fear of God in you about chain of command. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Yeah, but they, they never really go over, like... I mean, they do, but billet outweighs rank. And it's, like, it's it's pretty... Uh, prevalent in like most fucking units but like when it, people don't realize you are that billet people get very hostile toward you and they're oh, or yeah. maybe not hostile but they get very like maybe aggressive like they have some sort of authority over you and I love just like no Shitty I'm not mom. I'm not you're not in charge of me like you're not <laughs> go <laughs> like, talk to my NCO <laughs> like, exactly like I, I I don't know how many times I had to tell people like I literally only report to the sergeant major and the battalion commander like they're technically they're the only people in charge of me at the time so people did not like that very well because I'd be like okay oh, you want to talk to my boss go talk to the BC and they're like well oh uh, Never mind. Yeah, they go knock on his fucking door. See what happens. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pound the slab next to it. <laughs> Private so-and-so reporting his order. Yeah, oh, like, man. what are you going to do? Like, is this really something you want to put on the BC's door? Like, hey, uh, I got disrespected by a Lance Corporal. <laughs> good, good job, Lieutenant. Good, good job. <laughs> right. Thank you for reporting that to me. Yeah. Well, all right. So I know we're about, we're going to be wrapping this up. What I want to bring up typos question goes to everybody on Twitter and then called you out specifically because of your history (laughs) with both things. So typo, what is the question exactly? All right. So I put this poll on Twitter and I'm actually really surprised. I have about 262 votes and it's, it's about 43, 47 right now. Uh, swaying toward the Marine Corps. But I asked, if after committing a crime and the judge gave you two options, what would you pick? So if you choose, uh, my, my options are three years in prison or five years in the Marine Corps. If you choose prison and after you serve your time, you have no criminal record. And if you choose Marines and you were prior enlisted, you still start over at E1. So Matt, I wanted to ask you, what would you do in that situation? So here's the qualifier then. If I, if I choose a Marine Corps, do I still have a criminal record when I get out? Ooh. Okay, I'll say no. I'll say no. Oh, dude, Marines. Easy. <laughs> Easy choice. Ooh. Easy choice. Oh, yeah. yeah well, that, was, that was, well, at first I said, I was like, prison. Like, without a hesitation, I said prison. And then I thought <laughs> about it. And I was like, and Typo made the good point. He was like, well, you still have a little bit of freedom in the Marine Corps. And I was like, yeah, that's true. And it's just like, yeah, it's not, but it's as like, much, but it's not, but it's like three years of intense fucking, it's three years of being like intensely confound to a box or five years of like doing whatever the government wants you to do. Yes. So that's what it's like. Uh, yes, I understand. Um, I will say this though. If you're in the military, number one, you get, you still get actually, believe it or not, you get treated like a human being a little more than you do in prison. Believe it or not. <laughs> but the main thing is like, dude, you can go out and get pussy. <laughs> you can't get laid in the joint unless you're in the dudes. And I don't, I don't roll that way. And that's the problem, man. It's like, dude, close to the end of my time there, man. I was like, I was 
I was pretty close to breaking down, dude. I had to, I just start reminding myself, like, look, dude, you got six months, you're out of here. You're like, don't do it. Like, I was, I was about to, I, no bullshit. I was, about to, I was about to let this dude blow me. Cause, like, was, <laughs> after two and a half years, dude, I was that hard up, man. I was thinking, like, dude, I could just pretend it's, it's a chick. Like, it's no big deal, you know? And I was like, wait, no, dude, you don't want to do that. But I was close. But at least in the military, dude, yeah, like, every weekend, you can go out and fuck something if you want to. So that's True. like a huge difference. You can drink something besides nasty fucking prune juice toilet wine. Um, <laughs> you, you, you do actually, yeah, you have a lot more freedom in the military um, to an extent. Now, yeah. like there are like, there are, you know, it's funny. It's like my uncle told me years ago, and this is actually where I got it from. He told me years ago that the military is just prison without bars. And then I, like he told me that when I was in the army, I was like, yeah, whatever. And then I go to the prison and I'm like, Dude, he was right. It absolutely is. And that is the big difference. But at least there are certain periods of time in the military where you're not directly supervised by someone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What, that's- what if if I changed it to if the Marine Corps if you join the Marine Corps, you also have to do a deployment to Afghanistan, would that sway your opinion? I pick Iraq. That's <laughs> me Afghanistan. Okay, I'll take I'll take Afghan. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Dude, I yeah, I what I well yeah, especially today we're not doing them very much, but like a lot of the people are just like sitting on bases rotting away. But like uh, I I said I would just go back and be a bigger piece of shit because I know I could get away with it. Exactly. And I, I mean, yeah, if you're forced to do it for five years and you just you know the guy that does his job, but also an asshole to their NCO and officers, like you'll you'll get through. You'll get well, through. You can coast pretty easy. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's not like I'm working my way up to anything. I don't need a fucking rank to do anything, so I don't give a shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I but, think that was a good I, question. I'm glad just, we asked you that though. <laughs> I, I just think it's interesting because forty three percent of people said prison. And I'm I, like, yeah, I was very surprised yeah. at that. Yeah, yes. I, I'm very surprised. I thought I thought most people would actually choose the Marine Corps. That's why I even tried to add that like you go to prison and you get out, you have no criminal record. I tried to mm-hmm. add that to sway it toward yeah, prison, but like people still chose, or there's a, it's about fifty fifty. I would say it's close yeah. to fifty fifty. If I if I kept if I kept my criminal record after the Marine Corps, then I'd probably choose prison. Me too. But at the same time, it kind of like out like they balance each other out. It's like neutralizing, so it could work out. But I don't want to take that chance. Well, yeah, I also I also think a lot of people that maybe voted for prison might think that the military is a lot like killing. There's a lot more killing that happens in the military than that it really does, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Like for most people's careers, you're not killing people. I would say majority of people's military careers, you're not killing anybody. Like Unless you're, you're involved not. in drug trafficking. <laughs> <laughs> or sex trafficking, human trafficking, <laughs> any of the trafficking things. But that's not like... I was going to say it's not part of the military, but you know, <laughs> not that, yeah. if they told me I was a recruiter for those five years, I'd be like, fuck you. I'm going to prison. <laughs> right. Right. Really? Yeah, fuck that, dude. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude. I don't know if you guys ever listen to uh, Jordan from veterans and volunteers. And yeah. I've talked to him quite a bit about being a recruiter, man. And like some of the shit he says, dude, it's like, this is fucking awful. Yeah. Like, we're, t- we're talking to them. They're coming on our show. Um, Thursday, 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 they're coming on. We're doing like a, this week we've basically recorded with vets. Yeah. We're best basically recording with vets and it's you, Shane Hazel and then the V for V guys. Yeah. And, um, but we're going to release some 
throughout whatever. But anyways, like I now I have to ask him about recruiting. Yeah. <laughs> be like, what's your horror I stories? Mean, it, I mean, how how can you how can you basically recruit people on a fucking lie and like sleep at night? Like, I just want to know that question. <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Drugs and alcohol, baby. Yep. Like, yep. I want to know, does he recruit people and then be like secretly DM them from like a anonymous account? Like, don't fucking do it. Don't fucking do it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, yeah, he said, he said like it was like the most fucking soul sucking experience he ever fucking had. I can imagine, man. Like, oh, yeah. Especially because they try to get recruiters that have like combat patches and shit like that. Like, people that have like gone and done cool stuff places where it's like once you go on deployment dude like any okay spending a year in garrison is bad enough but once you go on deployment dude like there is you if you pay attention and you're open to it you have no illusions about the military's body anymore and you know that it's 99.9 percent bullshit so you can i mean yeah dude trying to sell that fucking shit to somebody once once you because like dude as soon as you get to boot camp you start to realize like i was sold a false bill of goods (laughs) <laughs> exactly well, Dude, I, I have I a junior marine I have a junior marine that he was one of my junior marines and he's I have him on Facebook and he's a recruiter now and he's like the biggest fucking douche there is He's like the atypical recruiter he's a big black dude and you know he looks the fucking part but like god dude he just like he looks he sounds like a fucking douche and it's just like bro like come we, on we called- we call them BSP. I won't tell you what the, the SP is for his last name, but the B part is for boot. And we it was like his BSP <laughs> the entire time. Boot because his he, last name because he, he was like the biggest like fucking that. boot. I mean, just, Luke knows more than I do, but yeah, he, he just like, acted time, like that. Every time I talked to him, it was just like, like, oh yeah, I see that bullshit. But you know, the Marine Corps is really good, man, and we do all these good fucking things. And like, I actually have a. I have a friend on, uh, and you know, when you got out of like boot camp or whatever, and like you added all your friends from boot camp, even though well, you literally never he's saw like, them no. again. <laughs> Facebook wasn't quite a thing when I got out of boot camp, but sure, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> fucking old guy, dude. All right, well, remember when you were writing letters to your fucking friends <laughs> in, in, in boot camp? And better pen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I'm, I'm friends with, I would probably say like out of my boot camp platoon, I'm probably friends with like, 20 people from my boot camp because we added each other like whatever and there's one guy that he like two actually two guys that are recruiters and they use their personal account for like recruiting mm-hmm. and every time i have to like hold myself be like oh you so fucking piece of shit dude <laughs> and it's like i don't know if they are doing their job or if they drank the fucking kool-aid or both and it's fucking hard Cause it's like, I don't want to fuck up what he's doing because I know right. he's just doing his job. But at yeah. the same time, I just want to be like, you, you're kind of a piece of shit, dude. Like, I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else to say about you. Like, well, honestly, bro, like I can be a little more forgiving of somebody if they really are true believers. Like if they really believe in this shit, like I can at least, I have a lot more compassion for that person because I was like true. that too. Yeah. If true. you're doing it and you know you're full of shit, like that I think is a lot more, a lot more, um, morally questionable. But, yeah. You know, it's just, dude, the, that's just how deep the fucking propaganda is. Perfect example today, man. Like I don't talk about like politics and you know, military and stuff like that. Usually it works very often, but this, uh, 
this one dude, like he's like a he's like a Gen Xer I work with. He's one of the parts guys. Um, but he's like a boomer at heart. He acts like a fucking boomer. He talks <laughs> like one. He's got boomer politics. So they're talking. He's talking with this dude about Twitch. You know, like about video game streaming and shit. And he, uh, they were talking about how this Twitch guy makes like stupid money every month, like streaming video games. And he was like, "What's well, the problem with this country? We got homeless veter homeless veterans that are seeing combat, seeing the seeing the 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 been in the belly of the beast of war, and they're sleeping on the street. And these kids are making money playing video games." And I. I could not fucking help myself. I turned around and I said, well, yes, but maybe that's the government's fault for sending them into pointless, stupid fucking wars for no reason. <laughs> and um, he, he kind of like, he's like, oh, we're not going to argue about that. I was like, okay. So anyway, the, the conversation progressed a little bit and he said, he's like, well, not all wars are stupid. I said, okay, sure. But the last two ones, the last 20 years sure are. And I mean, like everybody knows me at work. They know a lot about my past, and my history. Yeah. So it's not like he didn't know who he's fucking talking to. And then he's, then he turned and then he's, I said, I said to him, like, after everybody walked out, I was like, look, dude, honestly, on a serious note, I can tell you this, me getting into gunfights with fucking, you know, like 17 year old kids from Libya had nothing to do with protecting your freedom. And he was like, okay, okay. Like got real fucking like, just did not want to hear it at all. And it started, it was a really revealing moment where it's like, number one, you drink the fucking Kool-Aid that fucking much. And that's your average person, especially on the right. Number two is that um, it's like, well, you know, if you're so concerned about helping veterans, maybe ask about what I want or what right. any of us fucking want, because that's just it, man. Like, dude, we've started to see the opinion turn against these fucking wars, man. Like there are, a majority of us now that's no longer say that that shit's worth it. It's a minority of people now that have, are, are still, still believe in the mission in Iraq and Afghanistan. And that's a huge fucking thing, but that's just it, man, is that it's like, that's how deep that stuff runs. And I actually, I expect a little more out of vets, honestly, because you've had at least a chance to see it for yourself. Yeah. Now, not everybody walks through that door especially older generations. I think it's like guys that are our, kind of our generation of vets. Um, we have like, our, our eyes are much more open to it. I think a lot because a lot of us have, have been on fucking, we've had more chances to go on deployments because we've had this 20 year fucking war. Yeah, for happened. real. This insane <laughs> amount of time. Oh my God. You guys were in like fucking grade school when that shit started. Yeah. It's crazy. I was, I was in second yeah. grade when the world trade centers fell. Yeah. Holy same. Fuck, and I signed was... up to go fight the same war. <laughs> for real. Yeah. yeah, me too. And like, I remember sitting, like it was, I was a sophomore in high school when um, or, uh, like a 9-11 happened. I remember being so fucking worried that the war was going to be over before I got a chance to get out and go sign up. Right. Isn't that insane? It's fucking I, crazy. I had, I had a similar encounter. So I worked uh, last summer, I was working construction. Well, just uh -huh. a demolition, just a demolition crew. And one of the guys that uh, my boss hired, he was like this 18-year-old kid, just graduated high school. And he was about to join the Marine Corps. And it was really because his, well, his, both of his older brothers were in the Marine Corps. And, oh, God, dude, he always come and talk to me about it because when he found out I was a Marine, I just, <laughs> I just did not want to hear about it. I did not give a fuck. Right. And, I mean, one of his brothers was deployed to, like, Fallujah, like, when it first went off and shit. Like, oh, or, so I was like, fuck. And he, he was just telling me, like, like trying to, like, he knew, like, you know when someone has family in, in the military and they know the military lingo, uh -huh. but not, like, 100%, 100%. Yeah. Right. So, like, he was, like, trying to come at me with that. And I'm just like, dude, like, you're talking to the wrong person, man. You're just talking <laughs> to the wrong person. And he's, like, he's, like, trying to 
I, I, I mean, maybe he was just trying to be friendly because I was in the Marine Corps and like mm-hmm. his brothers in the Marine Corps, but he was talking about joining and I just did not like, I didn't really say much to him just because I didn't want to like, I don't know, delegitimize what his brothers did. That and That's I, fucking I hard. That was yeah, fucking sure. hard. I know what you mean, dude. And also, like, when people talk to me about joining the military, I typically, for the most part, I, I don't want to make their decision for them. Because, yeah. like, I could tell you a thousand different reasons why you shouldn't join the Army. For sure. But it's the type of thing, it's like, you got to go experience that for yourself. And I'd be glad to talk to you once you get out, you know, of basic. And we can you can tell me how my, how right I was then, because that's happened before <laughs> a couple times. But, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, it's I know what you mean though because I don't want to dash somebody's hopes all the way because I don't really feel like that's my place. Now, if somebody asks me my opinion about it, I'll be glad to yeah. tell. But yeah, other than yeah, that, yeah. I don't offer to volunteer that shit usually. Yeah. He never, he never straight up asked me my opinions on it. He just basically like, oh, what was boot camp like? And then I, I tell him like it was fucking retarded. It was bullshit. Whatever. <laughs> and he'd ask me about fucking uh, what'd you do, and I told him basically. But both his brothers were it was grunts. Bullshit. It was fucking retarded. <laughs> yeah. but both both of his brothers were grunts, and even him not being in the military looked at me differently after that when I told him That's I was a pogue. I was That's like very. I was like not even insulted at that. I was just like, this is interesting. Yeah, very interesting that he does not look at me the same way as someone that was an actual grunt in the Marine Corps, even though he has no idea what it's about. Right, right. Well, That's it's very also interesting. To, it's like if you ask your average person, and I gotta go to this, but you have yeah. to ask if you ask your average person, like how much of the military is made up of combat arms troops? Like I ask people this every now and then just because I'm kind of curious, and I get answers like 50, 60, 70 percent, and it's yeah. just like. Dude, do you know how many people it takes to put one person in the field and give them <laughs> gas and fucking bullets, like and food? Very <laughs> easy. Water. Very easy. God, right. yeah, dude. yeah, you're talking like twenty to ammunition, one. fucking a gun, and yeah. maybe some training. It's it's not a lot of money. That is not a lot of money. Right. <laughs> but that that's just it, is that people people think like that's the only reason to join the military. That's what you should be doing if you join. And that really it is, it is interesting. Like, it, it look at you different if you're not a good man. I find that fascinating. Crazy. It's crazy. And, it's very interesting to me. And, you know, maybe, I, uh, with sorry, with the Marine Corps, I would say that I don't get that a lot because people very easily assume, once I say I was in the Marine Corps, they yeah, automatically okay. assume – yeah, I'm this fucking boy. crazy war fighter. Like they, right. they, they immediately think that like it happens. Like, I mean, I'm literally, I, I'm literally, I was like probably one of the most pogue jobs you could have <laughs> in the Marine Corps. Like I was Intel. Like I clearly at a desk looking at a fucking computer. Like that is, <laughs> but I don't have a computer. I can't do my fucking job. Like right. It's very clear. <laughs> and like, even when I explain that to people, they still, still don't it doesn't resonate with them they're just like oh you're a marine you're a fucking killer and i'm like okay like whatever man like i i I have no idea why i don't know if it is maybe maybe you can answer this is it like that in the army i don't know if you know people that were more pogue mos's in the army but do people look at them as like they're just great war fighters well not quite to the same not quite to the same extent you do get that occasionally um, like from some people, but the Marines do like the Marines have cultivated a very specific image. Whenever you see Marines, like they're always O three elevens, dude. They're always dudes yeah. with a rifle 
and an IOTV on or whatever the hell you guys call it now. It's, yeah. it's, always, dude, it's always a dude in this full battle rattle with a rifle, storming the beaches or repelling out of a fucking – or fast roping out of a fucking Osprey or something like that. Yeah. But when you see Army commercials, you see people like working on com- – ah, fuck. <laughs> I'm getting old, guys. Don't worry. But you see people <laughs> working on computers. That's weird. Working on computers and like, you know, fixing like high-tech machinery and like messing with satellites and shit. Yeah, so even the like, commercials now. Exactly. So in the army, it's like there's all these different opportunities for you to do something besides go shoot at people. But in the Marines, it's like that's like I mean, plus like that people that want to people that join the Marines, a large percentage of them want to be grunts. Like that's why they're going to the Marine Corps. Yeah. Um, and the Marines does not have that does not they don't have that same image of the fact that you know just like the army, there's a massive support staff behind the combat mission that has to be done. But the Marines don't advertise it like that. It's basically kind of like something that, all right, well, I guess we have to have some people bring these guys bullets. So we'll do that. <laughs> but but um, in, the, in the army, I mean, yeah, there's a very clear delineation, of course, between like Pogue and grind, especially because like there's so many more Pogue jobs in the army than there is in the Marine Corps. So like you don't get that. It's not that instant assumption right away. Like, it is in the Marines. Um, however, like for me, like for example, like I get stuck in this weird kind of nether region because I'm not really a pug, but I'm not a grunt either. Right. So like, I just try to tell people like, uh, I'm not a grunt, but I, I hung out with them a lot. So yeah. that was always my thing. But it's like, it's almost kind of, it's, 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 you don't fit in either fucking category. So nobody really likes you because they don't know what to think about you. Yeah. But when you try to explain like, when you try to explain like 68 whiskey is an MOS, you can tell someone like, all right, so you could be doing paperwork and taking history all day at a clinic, or you could be, you know, like falling around a fucking infantry squad, you know, making sure they don't get killed. So like, there's this huge gamut of things. But when people think of a medic in the military, the one thing they think of is a line medic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's like, that's why I wanted to do the MOS because I wanted right. that job. And there is stiff competition for those slots. Oh, I bet. Surprising, honestly, because like the percentage of medics that are um, like line medics, I don't know exactly, but I'd say it's probably about 30 to f- maybe 35%. Like it's, there's a fair number that are actually, you know, because you're supposed to have one to two per platoon depending on your TOE. But yeah, so it's like that's, but with, so when you say like I'm a medic, that's what people think is, oh, you are a combat medic. Well, not necessarily. Right. I think like real quick, I just think that. That kind of like so. There's a really big competition. You're, you're saying there's a really big competition for people to be medics in the army. Not to be medics, but to have a spot as a line medic because, oh, like your typical yeah. medical platoon, you'll have like two to three sections. There'll be like a ground ambulance section, like guys that drive ambulances, and they're all typically usually medics. You'll have a treatment section, which like that's a that's the group that does sick call, does routine care, things like that. And you'll have a combat medic section, and they'll like because if you get the way it works, like you're part of um, headquarters, the headquarters company, like in a battalion, like the medical yeah. unit is, right? Yeah. And every unit in that battalion, they pull their medics from the combat medic section. So there has to be one combat medic per platoon. And if you do the math on platoons in a battalion, let's see, about 12 to 15, depending on. Yeah, I was going to say something like that. Thank God. Yeah. You can do math better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you, you're looking at like 12, that's 12 to 15 medics you have to have out of the medical platoon just for that, plus a couple backups. And then you also have to have a senior medic, um, one per company typically is usually. So that's another one, two, three, four, on, well, three usually on top of that. So it's a fair 
big, it's a decent percentage of medic of 68 whiskeys that make up line medics. But at least when I was in, yeah, like that was like the, if you wanted that job, like you're going to have to, you have to know your shit because they're going to want people that they can put out there all by themselves and they'll be fine. So like you had to prove yourself before they put you on the line. Yeah. When, when you were a medic, did you, did you treat more, uh, army personnel or would, would you say you treated more civilian and enemy combatants more on, on deployment as far as serious traumatic injuries go it was far more civilians but as far as like day-to-day bullshit bumps and scrapes and whatnot it's far more soldiers yeah that's crazy that's well crazy. buddy i uh i appreciate you coming on and thank you for talking with us yeah man it's real good to talk to you guys as always oh yeah we'll have yeah, to brush up yeah we'll have to brush up on uh, some fort hood and get some info on this, these cases on what's going on there and bring you back on for that. That sounds like, yeah, we'll actually do research for this one. So if you want to do a collateral episode together about this, I'm down, dude. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Let's absolutely do that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, everybody, if you haven't yet, go listen to Matt Freeman's status quo pod with his buddy, Nick and enjoy it because it's amazing and a wonderful source of fucking intelligence and information and uh, <laughs> is there anything else you want to throw out there? I know you got your website and uh, your podcast, but anything else other than that? Sure, yeah. Uh, Twitter is the best place to get a hold of me at status quo pod, or you can shoot me an email, the status quo at gmail.com. We also have Patreon going now, so if you want to come over and support us for a couple bucks a month, we would certainly appreciate that. The Patreon link is on our website. If you scroll down to the bottom, there should be a button for it there. So, um, any help that anybody wants to give us is certainly appreciated. Um, I think that's it. Awesome. Perfect. Typo, you got any last words? Just thank you for coming on, man. Always love talking to you, and I hope we have future episodes together. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, buddy. All right, we out. Peace.